Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, I am so excited to have Sasha Lane. She's incredible. I discovered her in American Honey, and I was so spellbound by her performance in that. And she has just started such an illustrious career. You know her from conversations with friends, Hellboy, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, and we're here today to talk about her new Apple series, The Crowded Room with Tom Holland and Emmy Rossum. Sasha is so kind and humble and honest about how she got into this business and how all these wild circumstances created something very beautiful and then also simultaneously tragic and how friendships helped her learn to find her voice, her footing, and really understand the dynamics of the business. I'm so grateful to you, Sasha, for being so kind and so honest about how this whole thing unfolded for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out The Crowded Room, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, out now. Sasha Lane, I got so much love for you. And Sloan, thank you so much for connecting us. Here it is. Sasha Lane, welcome to An Actor Spares. How are you doing? I'm doing good. That was the best countdown I've ever heard. Oh, really? (laughs) That was cool. I appreciate that. I've I've had a little practice, but it's an honor to have you on the show. I I uh, I mean this with every word of sincerity. You know, I I had heard when you got cast in American Honey, and um, I was really excited because you know I I thought it was so cool. I'm an actor, and and I do love when someone gets a chance that's new and and not yet part of a system. But I know in really an unfair way that can kind of put a target on your back in the industry, and and people can be quite cruel about that. But your performance in that was spellbinding. I mean, it was just incredible. And I was just so excited for the career you were going to have that I really kept an eye out for you and all your work and everything that you've done. And, you know, I saw uh, the Miseducation of Cameron Post at Tribeca and, you know, Hellboy, Conversations with Friends, and now The Crowded Room and How to Blow Up a Pipeline. You're you're crushing it. You're so good. And I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's it's really you're doing amazing work and and I just have so much gratitude for it. And uh if it's cool with you, we'll start at the beginning. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Texas, uh, born in Houston, raised more like outside of Dallas. Um cool. pretty much had been there my whole life, minus like a stint in Florida, other than that. Um, so I hadn't left basically till till it started. <laughs> so a lot of Whataburger. What was like growing up there? Oh yeah, definitely a lot of Whataburger. Um, I had I was very much into sports growing up, and then I kind of hit like a quiet stage of just like reading books all the time and just kind of keeping to myself. So I don't have any kind of. It's actually very different than kind of how I am now in a way because I guess where my focus was was so different. I was just. It was literally just that high school girl just playing basketball track, whatever. So it was basketball and track. Are, are, are your parents athletes or artists even? Um, yeah, they were all – all did sports. I think uh, my dad was football, basketball. My mom definitely was basketball. She um, even got her cool little injury from it. It's not cool. But um, everyone, yeah, everyone was just involved in sports. That's kind of how I grew up um, being a little bit swayed in – which sport I was supposed to like more and yeah, just kind of going into that. But I loved it. I loved the um, kind of like re- physical release in like the team team situation. That's awesome. And and I, I'm not trying to fall into stereotypes here, but when I think of Texas, I think of sports. So do you feel like there was a lot of like friends, you know, doing it and you wanted to, you know, join them and play on teams with them or were you always like my brother? I was obsessed with my brother and he played sports. And then I wanted to be able to like, just hang with him and get the same amount of like excitement from like my dad or something. So I was like, well, I can do this too. And, you know, I don't, I don't get hurt and I can, you know, just, that was more of, more of my thing, but Texas is very much sport focus so if you weren't playing especially when you got to like high school or something you were definitely on a different side of oh I can imagine yeah that's interesting did you like the experience of growing up in Texas I don't know if I 
now I'm happy to be back. And now I have a more like appreciation, I guess, for yeah. um, just now have been in LA and New York and all of that. I'm very much appreciative of like, I have beautiful memories of, you know, backyard barbecues and fireworks and everyone hanging in the garage and everyone just being so down to help out their neighbor. And um, it, it was just very easy living even if you were struggling I don't know there's just something something just about like regular midwest southern kind of living and good food um I appreciated that you know and just like endless endless fields it kind of taught me if I want to get to a place if I can't walk then I can't complain that's awesome and and I'm so curious you know talk to me about like just at first your exposure to the arts, like growing up, did you, you know, go to the movies with your parents and then with friends? Like how did you start to get maybe interested into it at all? If even. I didn't come only afford going to the movies. So that was like a treat. If you did get okay. to go to the movies, it was a treat, which I did appreciate. Um, I feel like there was a few times where I'd watch something and be like, wow, I'm starting to kind of, I like the, messiness of it or like a, a girl interrupted and then I remember watching the show Shameless yeah uh, which is huge now that I get to got to work yeah <laughs> no idea the level of like screaming inside I did um, oh that's awesome yeah but it's like watching stuff like that I'm like okay I their family dynamic is a bit like wild and I can kind of relate to that and just tapping into the facial expressions and just like the deliverance of it. I think I have an obsession with like psychology and sociology and, and paint and analyzing people. So when I get to watch things that I feel like I'm reading their minds or trying to, and the story, it, it's just very intriguing to me. And that's why I like books and documentaries. And so I think that's kind of where my interest started. And in a weird way, maybe I felt like, Oh, I wish I could do that, but never in a sense of I want to be an actor. I just want to like jump into people's worlds, I guess. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's ultimately really what it is that we're interested in. Acting is just the method of getting there for most of us mm-hmm. that are behaviorally curious, if you will. And 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 then talk to me then. So you were doing a lot of reading as well. Is is writing something you were ever interested in? I didn't get interested in um writing till I think late high school college and it was just more to like scribble out just parts of me I guess just like kind of get some like um I think they I had to use it as a kind of like you can't say that out loud you should say it on a notebook yeah you got to be badass you got to express yourself yeah so yeah that and then and then it kind of I oddly enough, I like fell in love with someone and all I could do was just write poems. And I didn't even know I was writing poems. I just somehow was like, I express myself in colors and feelings and not actual like, hey, I think you're cool. I was just, I don't know. And then I just started writing poetry and that's kind of where that came from. And then books have just been an escape for me since I was a kid, I think. So I just that, always had a fondness. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And and so ultimately you were, you know, traveling, I believe, right? And then that's kind of when American Honey, the opportunity presented itself for the yeah. audition or was it an offer? I went on a spring break trip with my brother and his friends. Um, Florida? Yeah. So nice. Pretty Florida, yeah. And it's funny because I like – the idea of spring break is the opposite of what I'd want to do in my life. I don't like a lot of people. I don't like, I didn't, especially then I was like, I don't want to party. Yeah. It just wasn't my thing. So it wasn't uh, spring breakers, the movie. <laughs> it in the, the way it happened kind of, because yeah. it, the only reason I ended up on that beach is because we got kicked out of a hotel and then sent somewhere else. It was just a whole thing. But, um, my, Andrew just came up to me on the beach one day. And so my thing was, she just asked to come back to my room that night. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> that's when people are like, please, how do you get my kid in acting? I'm like, I don't have the best yeah. for children, man. I yeah. shouldn't have done any of that. But 
sometimes when you just like have nothing to lose or you just kind of have a gut feeling, I think that's yeah, the works. vibes are always yeah, you can it, it's instinctual. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like she came over and and I've never done improv or anything, but I guess like you know I love like I said I'm interested in people and I know stories and all that, so it just got dramatic and then. She just had me stay for a week and just keep meeting some of the other kids in the thing, in the movie. And oh, so there was a script like that was finished at this point. No, she's oh, never wow. finished the script. She never finished the script. We didn't even have a script when we were filming. It was just like sides the day of or the day before. Wow. I love yeah, that. My audition process was literally, are you down? Is this girl full of life? Is she, is she going to go? through these experiences with us. So she just had me meet some of the kids and they would just tell me things like I've mentioned it before, of go dance on top of that truck in the Walmart parking lot. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And we would just talk about life together. And that's kind of how I got, got star. That sounds like such a better auditioning process than anything I've ever been through in my fucking life, yeah. man. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Definitely and, not. It didn't sound great to anyone else, but it's fun. No, I love it. And that's, I'm so happy, you know, this, how you're here and talking to you. So tell me then, you know, like so much of, I feel like acting is feeling comfortable in your voice and your presence. Like how did that process begin to unfold itself as, you know, you were going to be in this film? Like, was that something that was daunting to you or because it was such a cool process, you felt like you were in good hands? I think I had, I went, cause I went back to college cause I had to finish. I was still. Okay. In, yeah. So I, I went to finish up my classes early. Um, cause I didn't want to just drop out, but I remember asking Andrea just, Hey, do, do I need to like change something? I don't, all I knew about Hollywood was, I thought California was Hollywood and not even like in the, just Texas, we see like billboards, movies, that is Hollywood and I don't even know other parts of Cali exist. I didn't yeah. know anything about, I didn't know indies and all that. I didn't know they were called indies and whatever. So that just, I was not into that world at all. And so basically it was just like, do I change something? And she's like, no, you're exactly why you're being chosen for this. And so just come as yourself. And I just was kind of like, okay. And then Robbie, he's such a, beautiful human that even him shoving like a camera in my face the idea is daunting it just kind of felt like almost like having an imaginary friend yeah. like stuffed animal and you're just like talking doing as you think you would do but with a little bit of an extra um guidance i guess interesting yeah and and so then you finished college entirely I, I was only in for a year, so I just finished my first year. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was only after I met her, I started filming like a month later. Okay, so there were, it was a, a pretty quick turnover. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and then talk to me. I mean, I don't know if there was pre-production. Like, was it just day one, let's go? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was day one. We went out to Oklahoma. Okay. And just kind of went from there. They just put me in it. Cause it's not like we, she wasn't going to give us a script. She didn't want us to know what was happening because she wanted it to be just as real. So I had nothing to prep. Um, minus maybe like some clothes, uh, like fittings and stuff. And then met, I already met half of the people in it Yeah. and then basically meeting crew and there's nothing to do in all these small towns that we were in. So you just kind of jump right into like, you want to have a drink in the parking lot? Cool. Tomorrow you work at this time. It's very much just like, here I am. Welcome to summer camp. Yeah, like adult camp with your bros and, you know, yeah. hanging. Yeah, that's awesome. So after day one, did you feel like, like, did you feel anxious or did you feel like this is fun? I don't know what, I, I think my mind was just really like, I like that whole experience was a big shrug. I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how this is supposed to work. I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. And right. even the producers would tell me like, this isn't really normal. Like films don't really go like this. I had nothing to base it off of. So if you were to tell me like the apple, it's supposed to be black, but here go a red one. I just be like, okay, bet. 
never had that apple. You, you just go for it. I guess I had really no. So t- total freedom to exist in that world, you know? Yeah. There was That's only a, a minor things of like, hey, star, I want her to do a little bit more of this and less of this. But other than that, like. And and as the process went on, did you did it start to kind of feel cohesive and you could start to feel the journey that was kind of shaping for the character and for equal parts the story of of the whole you know piece yes but it also just kind of got very confusing because we lived in that world there was no trailers there was no break i worked long 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 hours and then i'd film with these people then i go back and then even if i worked by myself and the rest of the other like 071 crew was in um the hotel chilling i'd get off work and they'd be like well you have to hang out with us now you're a part of you're a part of our crew like yeah. don't go hang out with the you know production and all that you're a part of our crew so then i'd have to go hang with them it was just like a loyalty based thing okay. and almost like an initiation of like this is who we really hang out with so once you're doing that and life is kind of mimicking film um life imitating art basically and you don't know what's going to happen the next day and you don't even know what state you're driving to the next day or when you're driving to the next day you really almost feel like it's all real and nothing is real at the same time so I really I don't I think it was just a lot of wide-eyed kind of almost losing my mind but at the same time it is the film it, it basically is what we're doing. We are going to the state. We are staying at those motels. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and did you get close with Riley then, you know, spending time with her? Funny enough, we weren't allowed to hang out. That was the one thing that Andrea really put as like an actual rule was you guys are not allowed to hang out. And she didn't come till maybe halfway in. Okay. Um, And cause she was also filming something else coming back and forth. We were not allowed to be friends because they were not supposed to be friends. Right. And we didn't really know each other yet. So even if we all went to dinner, we'd be sitting on the opposite side and we're just kind of like looking at each other, like very like, who is this person? Like, I don't know. Okay. And it wasn't till the last day that me and Riley actually properly spoke. And then I think it was the last two days. And then we just became instant connection. And then she randomly invited me paris for fashion week and then it just i think after that experience it felt like i'd known her my whole life i love that for you and i'm so glad you had someone do that for you because that's so important i mean that's that's what this business is ideally you know and and talk to me about like you know not just paris but you know when that finished was that a hard transition for you like did you feel okay well now i gotta get into this acting thing or that was cool. Uh, let's see what happens with it. It felt like, because once again, I didn't know this world. So I remember asking Andrea, like, okay, like, what are we doing next? Because she was talking about something. Oh, wow. She's okay. Like, oh, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go film this. And I was like, oh, like, wh- what? Where do I fit? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing? What, yeah. am I, what am I supposed to do here? Like, I and what do you mean? And then everyone's going back home to Virginia or um, Florida. And I'm just thinking, going like, I'm not really trying to go back home. I, I don't really care about, I don't, I'm just not, but I don't want to, it's not like I was focused on the acting part. It was just right. more of, you guys just became my family. Yeah. Like, summer ever. And like, very intense. And now we're just supposed to disperse. And so I am thankful for that, I think, week I spent with Riley in Paris right after because she'd been through the same thing, even though she's been in this industry before, obviously. Oh, that so that was Paris was right after. Right after. Oh, that's like, amazing. Shout yeah, out Riley. Right. What a great person. Yeah. I like yeah. shifted in my passport. And, and I think we needed each other in that moment because no one else would understand that experience but someone who had been with it with her. Because that was intense for her as well. So I think it was just like a weird come down. And in that hotel room is where she convinced me to try to keep going. I'm so glad that she did. Yeah. And and how did that begin to like work? Did were you like, I'm gonna go to LA, I'm gonna go to New York, or did you stay in Texas for a bit? Um, I think 
I was still trying to like process if I was really going to do this because I was terrified. I didn't trust anything about Hollywood. I didn't trust anything about I, how it works. Good instincts. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really know. If, like, okay, I want to attempt this, but you know, I don't really know how this operates. And that's when my, it was Andrea's assistant and the producer Lars who basically said, listen, we'll manage you. If you do this, we really think you should keep going and we'll be your managers. Um, so that way you have people you can trust when you step into this. And I basically was like, you have to, or else I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not going if, if I don't have people I trust, I don't want to go get a manager. And Yeah. Cause it can be, I mean, especially for women, it's so, yeah. Oh I, God. Yeah. So I went back to Texas and basically I think for a month kind of didn't unpack my suitcases. Cause I didn't know how I didn't yeah. know how to like live back in a house and be normal. Um, and then just flew to LA and thankfully already had, People wanted, agents wanted to meet with me already. I think it was just because of the story of how Andrea works and this whole film. So kind of just, they sent me out on a bunch of meetings with people and I just, yeah. Found a team you liked and, and started digging yeah. into LA life? Yeah, just found a, um, yeah, I found the agent. My first agent was Bobby and I very early on to him was like, I don't trust a lot of people. I don't want to do films that I don't want to do. Don't yeah. try to force me into something. This is kind of my realm and that's how we're going to operate. And I feel like in that moment, it was, it was a really good connection and um, got to see him at Cannes and stuff and interact. So like, I basically was like family only kind of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> as you yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. That's great to, and then, you know, having that get in, you know, I did, I imagine that must've maybe not registered in the way that it did because you didn't know what indies were like can is just a place in France. Like, so then you get brought to this film festival and that must've been nuts. Yeah. I, it's funny because it was a weird thing of, which kind of goes to say, I think about people in general, but also the industry, I could barely get into my own hotel unless somebody would escort me in and be like, she's a part of this. They just like, no pretentious motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Whatever. And then, I mean, also the one to say is once I realized that it was a huge deal and that the movie was going to be played for the first time, I almost had a panic attack on the plane and I was trying to get off and Riley went and got me snacks. Oh she my basically God. took such good care of me in that she knew I was nervous. She knew that. I was like, it's okay. I don't need to go. I'll go back to Texas. And she got me there every step of the way. She probably got me in the hotel too. Um, and then after the, after it um, premiered, it obviously I could get back in on my own. <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> yeah. Wild experience. Yeah. yeah. Very I'm overwhelming. Very overwhelming. Yeah. I can imagine. But, you know, yeah. I hope I hope you felt celebrated for all the right reasons because you're wonderful yeah. in that film. Thank you. Thank and you. Then going back, you know, kind of jumping around a little bit and, and digging back into, you know, what most actors or anyone out there would come to think of like normal audition styles. Was that weird going into then like having maybe a script and a side or, you know, both and then having to m memorize that and then go meet you know, before the pandemic people in person and do this thing. Was that, was that a weird transition? It was terrifying because like I said, I, I had no interest in ever being an actress. I right. had no interest in that world. And so I'd never, it's not like I was like pumped. And my experience with it was very much a happening. And also then I'm starting to feel like I, how do we know if I actually know how to do this? Because that was basically just a camera and me. Yeah. You know the Midwest, and then it's just so sterile. These rooms, and then there's other people in chairs next to you going for the same thing, and you see how they're dressed and how they're prepping. And I'm like, I already have the lines in my head because that's just how my brain works. I'm good at remembering, but should I be? Should yeah, I? What's be, my physicality gonna be? Yeah, yeah. What's totally. my thing? Should I just start like? I don't know. Actors so I, still suffer. Yeah. I'm I'm like 15 years in and I still like, what the fuck do I do with yeah. my <laughs> what do, I, do I play yeah. cool? Do I yeah. 
blank? Do I yeah. like, what is this? And it was really rough in the beginning. I was not good. Also because I'm, I'm an awkward individual. So then you're trying to be a character and that character is like, they're like, she's confident and sexy. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my arms. <laughs> I'm just standing here. And there's nothing around me besides this four walled empty room. Yeah. You guys. And I don't know y'all either. So no, I'm not going to go cry. I was <laughs> taught to cry. <laughs> Tear sticks, man. That's the key. <laughs> um, I spent my whole life sucking it up. What do you mean I'm supposed to cry on cue? Get oh out. man. So that when what what was your first thing after that that you did? Um, I actually did a short uh, called "Born in the Maelstrom," and funny enough, I got that at Pan, like the producer. Oh, they saw the film. Got yeah, it. Yeah, and like the award ceremony, and spoke to me about it. Um, and I met with the director and everything. And that, and we got to do it in Montreal. That to me was me kind of having an idea of, I could actually be interested in this and yeah. maybe I can do something um, outside of the American honey world. Like maybe there is something with this and that, that kind of really helped ease me into it a little bit, but it still was very, uh, still like wrapped with a hug. And it was in a beautiful place and beautiful people. It still, once again, wasn't like industry level kind of normal process. Because I didn't have to audition for that either. Right. I just had conversations about it, you know. And um, so, so, so far, my work has just been like therapy sessions. Yeah, that's, I mean, ideally, that's what it should feel like. And And I imagine maybe as American Honey started to come out in the United States, there was no shortage of phone calls to your agents trying to get you. And, you know, that's when you really find out how sincere they are about what you want, you know? So then what was interesting to you, Sasha? Like, cause I imagine there was just email after email. We want you for this and this and this, you probably had the pun intended agency to choose what you wanted to do. Yeah. What was interesting I, to you? I, it weirdly enough, like in, in the beginning, it was a lot of um, things like, how do I say it? Kind of like, oh, Power Rangers. Oh, this. Oh, everything that would be like the campaign almost of here go the girl for now. Right. So put her in all those big things. And like, I didn't, especially at that time, really didn't have an interest in it and didn't care for that Um so that was just kind of like, no, 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 no. Which I'm pretty sure my agent was like, damn. like Yeah, there's there's 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I told you, Bobby, I don't yeah. want it. But then I would get the unfortunate thing about um, how American Honey went was I would get all these meetings and all these calls and all these films. And then I'd go into these rooms and they would ask me every single detail about how we made that film. And then... I would get a call later on for my agent or for them. And they'd say like, we're worried that if we choose her, it's going to be too close to American honey. So it's like, basically it's like you took all my secrets and then I don't get the film. What? And I've had people, yeah, I've had producers apologize to me on a plane after and be like, should have gotten me for that. And I'm like, yeah. No I, shit. I, yeah. I could yeah. have that, But you guys, you basically just took and then ran with it. And then we're like, sorry, wait, we can't actually pick you because then it's the same movie because we're actually trying to make similar to the same movie. And Which like, is a common thing that happens in this business is uh, she was amazing as this. Let's get her as this. Now that we know it's this, like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. So yeah. it's very, it was very kind of like I went through like an angry period for sure. Like a very frustrating. Rightfully so, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you. Would yeah. What would you say was like the first thing – that was more in the sense of like classically shot where you started to feel comfortable as like, I'm an actor, I'm Sasha and I'm acting, you know? I think it was, um, so like in, out of all of them or just like, what's this first? What, what, I, you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Um, I don't, let's see. What have I done? I guess I, <laughs> Funny, I think kind of Utopia was the first one that I really felt like I have a hold on this because even through the audition process, um, 
and I was, and I was working on building up a bit more, more confidence and less of the imposter syndrome and trying to get rid of the guilt while also trying to like, I started learning technique then. She started um, having coaches or teachers yeah, maybe? Yeah, for that particular part. Awesome. It was a big cast and they wanted me to have an acting coach. And it at first I was like, no, then that's not me. Like it's yeah. going to ruin everything. They're taking away my instincts. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. she was this incredible woman who was just saying that. Do you mind um, mentioning who you worked with? I'm just curious I, if I – I can't remember her name, but she was in Chicago. Okay. Um, I wouldn't know Chicago. Yeah. She yeah. Was, and I think she had worked in LA, but she's like, I'm not – I don't operate like that. We almost had like a little therapy session first before we would start the work. And she was teaching me about, you know, not losing that like instinct and that naturalism that I'm used for. But sometimes like it's almost like give yourself a break yeah. and just like – be able to rely on like the repetition of that technique that you can also kind of lean on if you, your emotions are tired or like, so you don't have to go to such a dark place every time. Yeah. So you can relax and go home and, you know, like yeah. you be with your significant other or just like go out oh, and meet yeah, people in the town, you know, yeah. and like not be yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. She was yeah. teaching me longevity. Cause I was going to quit too. I was, t- I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to quit after this. Like to be a great way to just like dip. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to teach you longevity. And that was also when I was pregnant. So I really was like, Sasha, you want to do this. You can do this. Give yourself a, remember your purpose of why you were found in the first place. Yeah. That's not bullshit. That didn't happen for no reason. I'm so glad you found her. Yeah, I know. All these little people who just keep coming and being like, Nope, let's go. Well, it's you. I mean, you're so charming and you're so wonderful and you're so yourself and not deluded by this business. And I'm sure that, you know, both of us have done projects where people only exist in this business and it's Mm -hmm. not a healthy way to, to be a human, you know? And, And I'm so glad that Utopia provided you that, you know, obviously, you know, I I don't want to take up your whole day, but summarizing around then going from that's pretty big. But then like jumping up to something like Hellboy from American Honey, was that scary then? It it was um, it was kind of like my my kind of compromise with my team of like, okay fine, you let me go run off and do this other little thing. One that, for them, one for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll get the, I'll experience it. I can't knock it if we don't try it. Yeah. Um, and using it basically is like every opportunity is an opportunity to learn um, and to get inside of how I feel. Because who knows? What if I would have loved it? Um, so, and then like the accent and all that. So it was like, there's challenges, which is good, you know, like keep. New terrain like, to dig oh, into. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it was less of the um, intimidation thing because I think I've been pretty naive to the industry and even still now I kind of hold it, but it's like, I don't know who any of you guys are, so I don't really know how to be scared. You know, it's almost like you can't, if you've never been taught to be fearful of these people, then. Yeah. It'd be like us going into a golf tournament and being like, I I don't know who this is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm nervous. I, other than Tiger Woods, that's the only person I can name. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. What's this pole with the lights on it? I don't really yeah. think I know the emotion. I don't even is. know what a nine iron is. <laughs> yeah. But so what, was it a fun production shoot? And, and like, you know, because like obviously on mostly those sets, there's pretty much everything you can ever dream of as, as a bit, you know, directing and sets and you know this mm-hmm. was that was that crazy that was, was that fun cool yeah it was cool to see the sets bill i um i got to do like really fun stunts on that and that wow. to me was like you're making movies now yeah bro. yeah you're getting yeah. the matrix <laughs> yes, it was so sick and i loved bulgaria i don't think anyone else did but i loved bulgaria and i actually like explored and stuff and yeah, I think it was just it was fun to witness another world and to be able to kind of also see how because even if I feel like that's extremely hard for me to literally look at a pole with blinking lights and be like, whoa, there's a monster there. Yeah, it's incredible how like watching other people really react to it and that be like their specialty. And it's just a whole world. So was David good to you on that one? 
Huh? David? Yeah. 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 David was, I, I feel like we, like we had a nice little connection. He was very much, um, always down to like have a chat and even like personal wise, you know, I didn't feel like I was just talking to someone who was just there to work and leave. And like, I had such a fondness for him in his costume, which was weird, but I was always, I like, love that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How can he not? Yeah. yeah. It's so sweet. That's awesome. And then, you know, having that come out, that's cool, you know, but then was, you know, one for you again, was that the miseducation of Cameron Post? Yeah, definitely. Beautiful um, film, you know, yeah. and, I, really and I think, I don't, I wish that movie, especially like for this month was, was, was bigger because it just is such a great movie and it deals with that in such a real way. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and you're so wonderful on that. Thank you. And I, I feel like it, it had, um, I think everyone on the background, cause I forgot who we were working with, but. It was um, like you, Chloe, right? And, and yeah, yeah. Me, Chloe, Forrest, we all became like, especially me and Forrest and then me and Chloe separately. I have like, lifelong friendships with those people now. Like I adored them both. I felt really connected to them. Um, it was a, a nice balance of Chloe being like a seasoned trained actor and me being a little bit more of the wild card. And that's kind of what the director was going for to kind of balance it out. Um, but in terms of like it being bigger, there was a lot of work being done to, um, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I can't, I'm so bad at names, but helping um, try to get more bills signed and get more states to ban yeah. um, conversion therapy camps. And that, that to me is like, at least there's a beautiful win in that as well, as well as the connection that a lot of people make with this film. And I, I'm so happy I did that one. Definitely. Me too. And and then, you know, not getting too personal, but then, you know, having a child come into the world, then does that kind of take you know, some time for you to kind of really then think about which projects you want to do, especially where they're shooting and, you know, what the logistics would look like for you? Yeah, it's definitely a different, a different thought process because it's not, you know, sometimes I'd look at films and it's just like, okay, I need that energy right now. Let's go do that. Like that sounds like it'll mess me up. And I'm oddly enough craving that, but I can't do that now. You got a plus, a permanent plus one. (laughs) There's a permanent plus one. And I need to also, it helped me um, put more emphasis on technique versus, you know, instinct and that balance because I I owe it to my kids to not come home and it's bath time and I'm just spilling on a mode or something and location. And I'm like, okay, do I really want to bring my daughter there? When or how is this going to work with her? She's not going to be comfortable. Or, yep, got to bring her to Ireland. Like, can't go that long without seeing her. And I'm a package deal now. And it's a little bit different because not everyone my age, now more so, yes, but not as many actors my age are have a kid and, like, have not been doing this. Their whole lives. Years. Yeah. You know, everyone has, like, families and nannies and yes. experience and all of that and like the track record to be like you can get this this and this I'm just kind of like well let me figure out how to get this three-year-old on this while I go do prep like okay let's figure it out but um it makes me it make it pushes me harder um I think my I think my child definitely is gonna make me um keep doing even better yeah, I'm so glad you, you're, you're, I know you're an amazing mother and I'm, you know, curious because you're just so humble and, and so cool and badass and beautiful, you know, do you feel like, because a lot of people that do get, you know, then those chances and have that happen, it's very easy to start believing the publicity around them and getting caught up in being too much Hollywood. Do you feel, mm-hmm. you strike me as someone who would never be interested in anyway, but do you feel like, you know, having you know, a child and and doing that, you didn't have time for all that bullshit. Yeah. I feel like one I've worked with people and worked around people who I see kind of how that affects them and and their world. And it's like, I don't want that Two, I don't really like a lot of bullshit at all in general. And like, yes, with my kid and everything. And three, like my family and friends would be the first ones to be like, 
forehead flick, sit down, humble yourself, and just, you know? You need that. It's good when you have people who don't feel the need to, like, basically piss your ass or feed your ego while also supporting you. Like, they're my biggest hype crew, and it's the most incredible thing I could ask for. Even, like, my team, like Amy and people like Sloan and Lars, all of those people. Love Sloan. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we love and it's so much yeah. love and support but at the same time we it would still be like the first like no we don't need that like that's a different world it's i'm i want to stay in my little zone and some people think like oh you're not doing as many projects and you need to do this more and you need to put yourself out there more i'm cool in my you're world. doing the best projects fuck whoever like, said that for real yeah. Yeah, I'm chilling over here back in my Texas. I got my barbecue. I don't need the I'm I'm good where I'm at. And I'm really thankful for the people that I have around me. And I think that definitely helps keep me like humble and keep me um, less comparative, you know, trying not to compare myself and career to everyone else and be like, why is this not happening? I feel like everyone is very good at and even myself bringing me back to like, you have your own lane, you have your own course and you are happy where you are with that. So, and you're doing so well and you're going to, your path is going to be continue to be amazing. And believe me, when I say we're all watching, we're so impressed and keep doing what you're doing. And and not that this is over, but so we have time to talk about the crowded room. I hate only cause I know the fans will be mad if I don't bring it up, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Sally Rooney's conversations with friends and I hate to blend it with another project, but just for time and, and how to, you know, the, the pipeline, those two projects, very different characters, you know, but awesome projects, really cool, different polarities that you get to explore in conversation with friends and pipeline mm-hmm. and awesome work in both. I hate to be asking simultaneously about two different projects, but how were those experiences? Because obviously, you know, conversation with friends is right after normal people, biggest mm-hmm. pandemic show, you know, and then yeah. the neon film, also another incredible indie. How were those um, two? I, com- uh, conversation with friends was one of those projects, kind of like a utopia where I'm like, I need to have this. I need to be Bobby. Bobby is mine and I shall have her and I shall play her. Thank you. Yeah. Like That was how my experience went with that. Um, and I had to go through so many different layers of the auditioning process um, that by the time I got there, finally, I felt like I earned this and I, yeah. can't, I need to cut out that mentality of like, you know, you're, you're not good enough. And, and the way you started and whatever, like, no, I earned this and I'm going to put as much attention to it as I possibly can. It was my first experience of having my, daughter there with me and then filming with her the balance was that in ireland yeah that was wow yeah so so she became a little bar baby and we just i would study and it was good and everyone on that project was incredible that but lenny's a friend he did the show what a great director he's amazing you feel so safe with him um everyone it felt like a little family, but like a healthier one than like the American Honey Times. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's like a healthy family. Yeah. Um, and it was good. And then while I was filming that, I got the call about um, a different film with the same director, Danny, who did Pipeline. But basically what I realized is it was all just a lie to get me to – go on to pipeline no way i love it smooth i was like oh what about that other project he's like i ain't doing that like we're this is what i want you to do um but my gut told me to do that one and so you're amazing in that one as well thank you yeah that was a great and for those listening it's available to rent and buy now i believe so please do that but you're so good in that and i'm 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 so happy those two projects because you just seem you seem so in it and you're so good and you're so different you just feel like at this point um you know sasha i'm an actor and i i know what i'm fucking doing yeah no because i I think i'm building up in that level of like you're there let me tell you you're crushing it i'm i'm stealing from you now you know like i'm like i'm loving your work so obviously now we're here to talk about the crowded room which is, you know, obviously got a guy that people know as Spider-Man, a.k.a. Tom Holland. So I, 
I was actually going to do an episode, but I couldn't do it because I had another show I had to do. Mm -hmm. So it's such a cool, big show for Apple. Talk to me about how it came your way and the auditioning process. Um, I can't remember quite how, I think it was just the, you know, the typical here go this one project, um, that they're interested in. And I think I got maybe a little bit of the first episode and, um, I had already been kind of familiar with who it was loosely based on, you know, in terms of like the Billy Milligan. Um, Did you read the book? Yeah, I read the book. Okay, cool. And it's like so funny how I was like, wait, how is this? I love when things kind of come full circle because it was all happening at the same time. Um, And that was one of the projects of like, I put a lot of care into the auditions and then there'd be a chunk of time and they'd be like, wait, can you send this one take again? But like, try it this way. And so I'd be hanging out with friends and I'm like, give me one second, run in the other room. It was just that level of like, I got to get this. I need this to happen. Yeah. Um, And then my director's meeting turned into a chemistry read with Tom and Akiva and Cornell. And that's what really made me feel like I absolutely have to have this. Um, I think the reasonings when when uh, Akiva was telling me that yes, there's you know some similarities with the book, obviously the outline, but a lot of these are my stories and stories that I know from so many other people, um, and just the attention he had into the detail and his words, the dedication. Tom, I could feel his dedication to the project as well as his almost um, the anxiousness to to take on something so big. And I'm such a like little like heart melt that I'm like, we we got this, man. As if it's mine. Yeah. Like, we got this. We can, you know, there's so much it can there's gonna be teamwork and that's what's gonna be super important about this project is a safe space and just the passion behind it. Um and so I was really, really thankful when I when I got the call that I got that. Um Oh, I'm so glad you did because it, yeah. you you are so great as Ari and such an awesome character to play. I mean, you know, from episode one, it's just it. Oh man, talk. To, I mean, was that fun? Was that did did you rehearse a lot? Like, what was your process like for finding her? Did, or do you feel like in that chemistry read you were already there? I I felt like pretty much already there as well as. It really is, once we kind of had the idea of like, these are Ari's mannerisms, this is how she communicates, this is how she looks when she communicates. And Tom from there just kind of paid attention to that. And then we would, it was less of a rehearsal and more setting up per scenario. So if this is the space they're working in, if this is the kitchen, where do you think I would be? Where would you be? How would we interact? Um what level is she at? How close are we at this moment? Just where are we at in the story? Yeah. Um, and I felt, I felt like I knew Ari like the back of my hands. And if I ever had questions, Akiva was always there. But at that point, there was not this dive into someone else and other research. It was very much, this is mine. And even sometimes from the book, I took a couple of the characters um, and just was like, okay, who could I see from this? But I, I really did enjoy that project. I feel like I've done, I feel very proud of myself just for that. And that's a really hard thing for me to say. So you should be. And and I, I say that is I feel like I the need to champion you because, you know, the audience listening hasn't had a chance to get to see it yet, but they are going to, and they are going to fall in love with you because you really do. And you, I mean, there's so many dimensions to her literally. And yeah, you, you I mean, Talk to me about filming that, like a, a period piece in New York City. Was that just so fun? That was wild. To, like the the costumes, the the props, the set direction, the cars, the dentity, like the dentity or the dance stuff. That to me was wow. Really stepping back into the time, um, and then to just film Ariana in general. I think that it definitely also was one of the harder ones, and I felt. Yeah, it was a very vulnerable position to be, and I'm actually really happy that um, Akiva and Cordell wanted me to cut my hair for the film. They wanted to take me away from like that American Honey, every other thing you've seen, or and then my hair being my safety blanket basically was like, gotta cut you loose. 
Was that a tough decision for you or or a freeing one? Definitely. It was, it was both. I thought about it and I really sat with it and my gut was like, yes, like you need to get shed that, you know, shed seven years basically worth of whatever you've been holding and you need to feel exposed and break down your walls and like really perform. If you're going to do this, you need to do it, you know, yeah. you can't half-ass it. So I'm really thankful for that. And I think that's kind of what led to sometimes even tapping into those parts of Ariana that usually before I probably would have still held up a little bit of a wall. Yeah. But you had a, like a neutral slate, literally. Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. exactly. And, and, and were, were you shooting in order or did you guys block shoot that? I think for the most part, it was in order. Um, minus like a few moments here and there because of obviously like booking the Rockefeller Center. And right. Like, I mean, know, that is. Dealing with COVID and um, just normal, typical like delays and stuff. Um, but fairly, fairly in order. But yeah, there are moments where you're like, wait, where are we again? You know, when you always are like, yeah, what mood was she in that day? Because I can't remember if it's the same as this last season's mood. And like, where's my makeup at? Basically, that was <laughs> totally. That's how we tracked me. That's beautiful. I love that. Your work is so amazing in that. And and I apologize that I've gone so credit by credit, but your work is so amazing. I really just wanted to pay you justice and and hear about your journey. And and I'm really excited for the crowded room. And you know, few final questions for you, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, first, I just want to say thank you for sharing everything. You've been such an amazing guest, and you're a true artist. And I really hope you know that deep in your heart that you're inspiring so many out there. And the work that you're doing is it's so important. And I'm, That's it, man. Thank you. No, it really is. Like, honestly, I, I, I really do appreciate that. And so doing something like this that usually makes me feel a bit like, I don't, this is not my kind of realm. It's, it feels like in, in good company. And I, I really do appreciate this. I, ho- I hope you felt comfortable. And, and I, I'm curious, you know, during this time, you know, where you had the world shut down and you were, you know, doing all these things and, you know, obviously for most of 2020, everyone's got delayed for six months or a year, even, you know, what was it like for you being on such a, a wind of working, working, working to having this pause? Was that, was that difficult for you? Like for, for all the actors listening, I guess I'm asking is like, what helped you stay sane during that time? I think the thing that actually, I have a different experience because I, I didn't have a pandemic baby. I had my baby before. So then I had a newborn when the world shut down. And so one, it's like, it, it was a forced break for multiple reasons. I didn't have the chance to do, um, I wouldn't have been able to work anyways. You know what I mean? Cause especially at that point, it's like, I'm a single mom with a newborn. My brain wasn't really on acting. It was, I think building up, um, reminding myself that like, okay, once the world opens back up again, like you have to go hard for this little one because one tummy time gets really boring after a while. And I would like to go film and jump into something again because yeah. I don't think I can just look at you play with giraffes all day. But on the flip side, like I want, I wanted my kid to feel, to know that if I'm going to leave, I'm going to be proud of why I'm leaving right. because I felt a certain way with acting where I didn't feel quite as involved, I guess, or couldn't find my place. And so that's why with like crowded room and, all of in conversations with friends, it was like, if you're going to do this, you need to make it worth it. So pick things that are especially worth it. And don't, if you're going to put up walls, those walls better work for that character. Because at the end of the day, if you have to do the, if I'm bringing my kid into this crazy world and who knows what's going to be the, our future. Literally who knows? Look at that. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's such a wild world and it takes so much out of you to be in this industry that I better not like leave to go do a project and come back and be like, eh, yeah, I just missed birthdays. I missed this, this, and this. So I think that was a, a a really good moment for me to realize, like to, to come back with myself and kind of tap in on that and try to make it translate into my work. And 
Yeah, definitely. Figuring out your value system, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and and I'm curious, you know, now having all these vast experiences from the best indies going to festivals and Marvel and the crowded room, which people are about to be. I mean, I really think you're going to get a nomination out of the show and I'm I'm going to make it happen if, if I have to hunt down the whoever's doing it. But, uh, you know, what do you want to do now? Mm, I want to do something that is going to freak me out. Um theater ever yeah like exactly yeah let's do a play let's go (laughs) it's the worst thing it it like makes me want to vomit the idea of it and i just got this um this uh workshop opportunity for a play and i'm like i'm gonna puke i'm gonna yes i wanted this so bad for you i'm so glad it's happening yes i just need to be because if i'm on this wave right now where i'm like Let's jump in. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, like, but I'm I'm gonna come in full force. Then I'm happy that all these new things are coming my way. Um, it's yeah, just kind of rolling with it and trying to keep this good wave up of you know new experiences and new characters and opportunities and um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so thrilled to hear that. That's exactly what I wanted for you and. You got to keep me posted on that and come back whenever that does happen. But uh, this is, you know, a tougher question. And I don't say it to like, you know, it, it's a it's a good one, but it's something for my listeners because, you know, my listeners are artists. A lot are actors that don't come from, you know, Hollywood families and don't know how to make it in this business. And and it's so impossible. And, and, and a lot of them, you know, are only now just kind of figuring it out in their 20s, 30s and above, you know, and so almost kind of going back to the, to the Sasha, you know, in Florida to now and the things you've learned, what advice would you not give them more? Would you give yourself if you could go back to that young girl, you know, showing up to American honey day one and having no idea what was going to happen to, you know, where you are now in Oklahoma? I think, and I know that's a hard question. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I think, Not necessarily like advice, but something that I could just maybe like deeply look myself in the eyes and just like, you need to eliminate the guilt quicker. Like if I could just, at that moment, if I could go back and just have erased so much of almost the self-hatred and guilt for how I started and, and how far I've become, I felt like I didn't deserve it. And I felt like everyone else wanted this and I didn't. And now I'm in an Uber car on the way to can, but my Uber driver has been in Cali for 10 years trying to be an actor. And so how dare I be happy about my audition? It's just all of that just ate at me for so many years. And I think really kind of made me have a disinterest or like a distaste almost for my work and, and for what I was doing. And it, kind of took a lot out of probably would have been more fun joy. Like, yeah. and more extra work. Yeah. The joy, it really sucked a lot of the joy out and I kind of almost welcomed the like, like emotional abuse I would feel through projects and experiences because I just felt like that's what I have to get in order to keep going. Um, because if I got too happy, then that was just like bad. Oh, that kills yeah. me to hear. And let yeah. me tell you, you deserve everything. And you have earned and inspired so many people's hearts. And that is so hard to do, Sasha. I mean, really, you're going to move me to tears. And anyone that ever tells you differently, you send them my fucking way. And I'll have a few words with them to say the least, okay? Because yeah. you're doing amazing work. And you deserve everything. And nothing but great things are going to continue to happen. And please... Make sure you find the joy in that because that's what's so important for you. Man, God damn it, Ryan. God Sasha, damn it. Well, <laughs> thank you for being here. It means so much to me. And I'm just so honored to have met you and got the chance to talk with you. And I hope I served your work justice and and you and your time. And um, I hope you're having a great time filming Twister, you know, and, and having a great summer. Minus all the, the world shit, you know, focus on the work and I really hope we get a chance to work together someday. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been amazing, man. Sasha Lane, you're so badass. 
the best things are yet to come, the crowded room, and uh, how to blow up a pipeline available now. Rock and roll, okay? Thanks, man. Do we continue? Yes. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.